0: Namo Bhagavati Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Om Namo Bhagavati Vasudeva Namaskrityam Naram Chaiva Narutam Devi Sarasvati Vyasam Tadu Jaya Mudi Hare Krishna Srimad Bhagavatam Canto 1, Chapter 11 Lord Krishna's entrance into Dwaraka. So we're starting a new chapter today. Text 1. Suta Uva Jay, Arnatansa Upavrajay, Swadhan Jana Daravaram Dhadmaudaravaram Tesham, Vishadam Shamayan niva. Suta Goswami said, Upon reaching the border of his most prosperous metropolis known as the country of Anarthas or Dwaraka, the Lord sounded his auspicious conch shell, heralding his arrival and apparently pacifying the dejection of the inhabitants. The beloved Lord was away from his own prosperous metropolis of Dwaraka for a considerably long period because the battle of Kurukshetra and thus all the inhabitants were overcome with melancholia due to separation. Thus the inhabitants of the city of Dwaraka were in a mood of dejection and expected the arrival of the Lord at any moment. So. The heralding sound of the auspicious conch shell was very encouraging and apparently the sound pacified their dejection. They were still more aspirant to see the Lord amongst themselves and all of them became alert to receive Him in the befitting manner. These are the signs of spontaneous love of Godhead. TEXT 2 Sa uccha kaase davalo dharo dharo pyu dharoshona shonima dhādhyamāyamānaḥ kalahamsa <clears throat> The white and fat-bowled corn-shell, being gripped by the hand of Lord Krishna and sounded by him, appeared to be reddened by the touch of his transcendental lips. It seemed that a white swan was playing in the stems of the red lotus flowers. The Lord is present in every particle of all existence, and He can manifest His presence in anyone. By ardent love and devotional service to the Lord, or in other words, by spiritual contact with the Lord, everything becomes spiritually reddened, like the corn shell in the grip of the Lord. and the Paramahamsa, or the supremely intelligent person, plays a part of ducking swan in the war, in the water of spiritual bliss eternally decorated by the lotus flower of the Lord's feet. TEXT 3 TAM UPASHRUTYA NINADAM JAGADBHAYA BHAYA VAHAM Yuhu PRAJAHA sarvabhrata DARSHANA Saha. THE CITIZENS OF DWARAKA having heard that sound which threatens fear personified in the material world, began to run towards him fast, just to have a long desired audience with the Lord, who is the protector of all the devotees. As already explained, the citizens of Dwaraka who lived at the time of Lord Krishna's presence, they were all liberated souls who descended there along with Lord as entourage. All were very anxious to have an audience with the Lord, although because of spiritual contact they were never separated from the Lord. Just as the gopis at Vrindavana used to think of Krishna while he was away from the village for cowherding engagements, the citizens of Dwaraka were all immersed in the thought of the Lord while he was away from Dwaraka to attend the battle of Kurukshetra. Out of the four problems of material existence, namely the food problem, the shelter problem, the fear problem and the mating problem, the fear problem gives us more trouble than others. We are always fearful due to our ignorance of the next problem. The whole material existence is full of problems and thus the fear problem is always prominent. This is due to our association with the illusory energy of the Lord known as Maya or the external energy. Yet all fear is vanished as soon as there is sound of the Lord represented by His Holy Name as it is sounded by Lord Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu in the 16, following 16 words Hare Krishna Hare Krishna 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 Hare 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 Rama Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare. We can take advantage of these sounds and be free from all threatening problems of material existence. Text 4 and Text 5 Tatro Panita Balayo, Ravedvipa Mivakhrataha, Atma Ramam Purnakamam, Nijala Bhena Nityada, Preet Yutfula Mukaha, Prochu Harsha Gad Gadayagira, pitaram sarvasuhradam vitara mivarbhakaha the citizens arrived before the lord with their respective presentations offering them to the fully satisfied and self sufficient one who by his own potency incessantly supplies others these presentations were like the offering of a lamb to the sun Yet the citizens began to speak in ecstatic language to receive the Lord, just as wards welcome their guardian and father. The Supreme Lord Krishna is described herein as Atma Rama. He is self-sufficient and there is no need for him to seek happiness from anything beyond himself. He is all cognizant and all blissful, therefore any presentation however valuable it may be, is not needed by him. But still, because he is the well-wisher for one and all, he accepts them, everyone, everything that is offered to him in pure devotional service. It is not that he is in want of such things, because the things are themselves generated from his energy. The comparison is made herein that making offerings to the Lord is something like offering a lamp in the worship of the sun God. Anything fiery and illuminating is but an emanation of energy of the sun. And yet to worship the sun god, it is necessary to offer a lamp. In worship of sun, there is some sort of demand made by the worshipper, but in case of devotional service to the Lord, there is no question of demand from either side. It is all a sign of pure love and affection between the Lord and the devotee. Lord is just like the desired tree, and from Him, Everyone can have everything by the causeless mercy of the Lord. As the Supreme Father, the Lord, however, does not supply to a pure devotee what is considered to be a barrier to the discharge of devotional service. Those who are engaged in the devotional service of the Lord can rise to the position of unalloyed devotional service by His transcendental attraction. TEXT 6 NATAHA SMATHENATHA SANKHAGRI PANKAJAM VIRINCHA VAIRINCHA SURENDRA VANDITAM PARAYANAM KSHEMA MIHE CHATAM PARAM NA YATRAKALAH PRABHAVETA PARHA Prabuhu The citizens said, O Lord, You are worshipped by all demigods like Brahma, the Four Sanas and even the King of Heaven. You are the ultimate rest for those who are really aspiring to achieve the highest benefit of life. You are the supreme transcendental lord and inevitable time cannot exert its influence upon you. Text seven Bhava bhavana, Twameva Twa, twa Paramam Yasya Kritino. Bhabu Vima, O Creator of the Universe, You are our Mother, Well-Wisher, Lord, Father, Spiritual Master, and Worshipable Deity. By following in Your footsteps, You have become successful in every respect. We pray therefore that You continue to bless us with Your mercy. TEXT 8 Aho Sanatha Bhavatasma Yadbhayam Trivishtapana Mapidura Darshanam, Premasmita, Sniddha Nirikshananam, Pashema Rupam, Tavasarva Saubhagam. Oh, it is our good luck that we have come again today under your protection by your presence for your Lordship rarely visits even the denizens of heaven. Now it is possible for us to look into your smiling face which is full of affectionate glances. We can now see your transcendental form full of all auspiciousness. The Lord in His eternal personal form can be seen only by the pure devotees. The Lord is never impersonal, but He is the supreme absolute personality of Godhead. Possible to be visited by devotional service face to face, which is impossible to be done even by denizens of higher planets. When Brahmaji and other demigods want to consult Lord Vishnu, the plenary portion of Lord Krishna, they wait on the shore of the ocean of milk where Lord Vishnu is lying on the white land, Shweta This ocean of milk and Shweta planet are the replica of Vaikuntha within the universe. Neither Brahmaji nor the demigods can, like Indra, can enter into his island of Shweta Dvipa, but they can stand on the shore of the ocean of milk and transmit their message to Lord Vishnu, known as the Shirodakasai Vishnu. Therefore, the Lord is rarely seen by them. But inhabitants of Dwaraka, because of their being pure devotees without any tinge of material contamination of furative activities and empiric philosophical speculation, can see him face to face by the grace of the Lord. This is the original state of living entities and, be, and can be attained by reviving our natural and constitutional state of life which is discovered by devotional service only. Bhagavate Vasudeva Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudeva Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudeva Ye Nara Namaskrityam Naram Chaiva Narotam Devi Saraswati Vyasam Tadochaya Jaya Hare Krishna So we are doing Shimad Bhagavatam Canto One Chapter Eleven Text Nine Yahya Ambujaksha Pasasara Bob Kurun Madhun Nata Sukhrit Dikshaya Tatra the Koti Pratimaha Kshano Bhavet Ravim Vinakshano River Nastavachuta. So in this text it is said, O Lotus Eyed Lord, wherever you Whenever you go away to Mathura, Vrindavan or Hastinapura to meet your friends and relatives, every moment of your absence seems like a million years. O infallible one! At that time our eyes become useless as if bereft of sun. We are all proud of our material senses for making experiments to determine the existence of Lord. But we forget that our senses are not absolute by themselves. They can only act under certain conditions. For example, Our eyes, as long as the sunshine is there, our eyes are useful to a certain extent. But in the absence of sunshine, the eyes are useless. Lord Shri Krishna, being the primeval Lord, the Supreme Truth, is compared to the Sun. Without Him, all our knowledge is either false or partial. The opposite of Sun is the darkness and similarly the opposite of Krishna is Maya or illusion. The devotees of the Lord can see everything in pure perspective, due to the light disseminated by Lord Krishna. By the grace of the Lord, the pure devotee cannot be in darkness of ignorance. Therefore, it is necessary that we must always be in the sight of Lord Krishna, so that we can see both ourselves and the Lord with His different energies. Next, ten. Khatam vayam Natha Chirokshite Tvayi Prasanya drishta kila tapa shoshanam. Jeeve sundara hasa shobitam. Apashyamana vadanam manoharam. Iti chodiritam vachaha. Prajanam bhakta vatsalaha. Shrinvano nugraham drishtya. Vitanvan pravishatpuram. O Master, if you live abroad all the time, then we cannot look at your attractive face, whose smiles vanquish all our sufferings. How can we exist without your presence? Upon hearing their speeches, the Lord, who is very kind to the citizens and devotees, entered the city of Dwaraka and acknowledged all their greetings by casting his transcendental glance over them. Lord Krishna's attraction is so powerful that once being attracted by him, one cannot tolerate separation with him. Why is this? because we are all eternally related with him as the sun's rays are eternally eternally related with the sun's disk. The sun's rays are molecular parts of solar radiation, thus the sun's rays and sun cannot be separated. The separation by the cloud is temporary and artificial. As soon as the cloud is cleared, the sun's rays again display their natural effulgence in the presence of sun. Similarly, the living entities, who are molecular parts of the whole spirit, are separated from the Lord by artificial covering of Maya or the illusory energy. This illusory energy or curtain of Maya has to be removed. And when it is so done, the living entity can see the Lord face to face and all his miseries are at once removed. Every one of us wants to remove the miseries of life, but we do not know how to do it. The solution is given here and it rests on us to assimilate it or not. TEXT 11 Madhu Bhoja Darsarhaha Kukurandhaka Vrishni Bihi Atma Tulya Balair Guptam Nagair Bhogavati Miva. As Bhogavati, the capital of Nagaloka, is protected by the Nagas, so was Dwaraka protected by descendants of Vrishni, Bhoja, Madhu, Dasharatha, Arkha, Kukura, Andhaka, etc. who were as strong as Lord Krishna. The Nagaloka planet is situated below the earth planet and it is understood that the sun's rays are hampered there. The darkness of the planet is however removed by flashes of the jewels set on the heads of the Nagas and it is said that there are beautiful gardens, rivulets etc for the enjoyment of the Nagas. It is understood here also that the place is well protected by the inhabitants. So, also, the city of Dwaraka was well protected by the descendants of Vrishni, who were as powerful as the Lord in so far as he manifested his strength upon this earth. Text 12 Sarvartu Sarva Vibhava Punya Briksha Latashramaihi. Udhyanopava Naramai Vrita The city of Dwarakapuri was filled with the opulences of all seasons. There were hermitages, orchards, flower gardens, parks and reservoirs of water breeding lotus flowers all over. Text 13 Dwara Margeshu Krita Kautuka Toranam Chitradhvaja Pataka Rantah Pratihata Tapam. The city gateway, the household doors and festooned arches along the roads were all nicely decorated with festive signs like plantain trees and mango leaves all to welcome the Lord. Flags, garlands and painted signs and slogans all combined to shade the sunshine. Text 14 samarjita Mahamarga Ratya Panaka Chatvaram, Sikha the highways, the subways, lanes, markets, and public meeting places were all thoroughly cleansed and then moistened with scented water. And to welcome the Lord, fruits, flowers, and unbroken seeds were strewn everywhere. Text 15. Dwari Dwari Grihanamcha. In each and every door of the residential houses, auspicious things like curd, unbroken fruits, sugarcane, and full water pots and articles for worship, incense, and candles were all displayed. Text 16 and 17. Nishamya preshta mayantam vasudevo mahamanaha. प्रहर्ष्य On hearing that the most dear Krishna was approaching Dwaraka, the magnanimous Vasudeva, Akrura, Ugrasena, Balarama, Pradyumna Charudeshna and Samba, the son of Jambavati, all extremely happy, abandoned resting, sitting, and dining. Mm. Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Narayanam Namaskrityam chaiva Narutam, Devim Saraswati Vyasam, Tadu Jaya Mudirayet Hare Krishna Srimad Bhagavatam Canto 1, Chapter 11, we are doing the chapter about Lord's entrance into Dwaraka and that is why I put that picture there. So, let's continue with Text 18. They hasten towards the Lord on chariots with Brahmanas bearing flowers. Before them were elephants, emblems of good fortune, corn shells and bugles were sounded, Vedic hymns were chanted, thus they offered their respects, which were saturated with affection. <coughs> Text nineteen Vara Mukhyasya Shatashav Janaistharsya Sharno Sukaha Lasat Kundala Nirbhata Kapola At the same time, many hundreds of well known prostitutes began to proceed on various vehicles. They were all very eager to meet the Lord and their beautiful faces were decorated with dazzling earrings which enhanced the beauty of their foreheads. Now I have an important message here. We may not hate even the prostitutes if they are devotees of the Lord. Even to date there are many prostitutes in great cities of India who are sincere devotees of the Lord. By tricks of chance, one may be obliged to adopt a profession which is not very adorable in society, but does not hamper one in executing devotional service to the Lord. Devotional service to the Lord is uncheckable in all circumstances. So this is the important message. It is understood herewith that even in those days, about 5000 years ago, there were prostitutes in the city like Dwaraka, where Lord Krishna resided this means that prostitutes are necessary citizens for the proper upkeep of society the government opens wine shops the idea is that there is a class of women who there is a class of men and women who will drink at any cost this does not mean that government encourages the drinking of wine and it has been experienced that prohibition in great cities encouraged illicit smuggling of wine Similarly, men who are not satisfied at home require such concessions. And if there is no prostitutes, then such low men will induce others into prostitution. So it is better to have prostitutes in the marketplace so that the sanctity of the society can be maintained. It is better to maintain a class of prostitutes than to encourage prostitutes within the society. The real reformation is to enlighten all people to become devotees of the Lord. And that will check all kinds of deteriorating factors of life. There is a story. Sri Mangala Thakura, a great acharya of Vishnu Swami Vaishnava sect, in his householder life was overtly attached to a prostitute who happened to be a devotee of the Lord. One night when Thakura came to Chintamani's house in torrents of rain and thunder, Chintamani was astonished to see how the Thakura could come on such a dreadful night after crossing a foaming river which was full of waves. She said to Thakura Mangala that his attraction for the flesh and bone of an insignificant woman like her would be properly utilized if it could be diverted to the devotional service of the Lord to achieve attraction for the transcendental beauty of the Lord. It was a momentous hour for the Thakura and took a turn towards spiritual realization by the words of a prostitute. Later on, Thakura accepted the prostitute at his spiritual master and in several places of his literary works, he has glorified the name of Chintamani who showed him the right path. Sometimes it is the woman who shows the right path to uh, a man and this is also uh, said in the Purana that is of 63 Nayanmars where there was a Nayanmar called as Tirunilakantar. His name was Tirini Lakantar. He was a householder but he was attracted to a prostitute and he goes to a prostitute's house and he returns back home. His wife makes out that he has been to her place but she is not angry with him. She serves him food. But Tirini Lakantam is actually surprised that why, how his wife is is knowing the fact and still not being angry with him. But then when he goes towards her, she says, Yennai tindamai Yammai. Because she uses the word Yammai, it depicts the entire group of women. That is, he will he should never touch any women in the name of the Lord Tirinilakandam, Lord Nataraja, Lord Shiva. So therefore, from that day onwards, Tirinilakanda Nayanar, uh, never approaches, he was living a life of a sannyasi. Both husband and wife were living a life of uh, life like a sannyasi's and in the same household. They were very respectful to each other, but this fact was not known to anybody outside and uh, they were not in any kind of a marital relationship. So they grow old and then Lord wants to bring out this quality. Uh, you know, because she mentioned his name Tirinilakantam, he takes it so strongly and then his he, his life is diverted towards the path of self-realization so Lord actually has a plan and he brings out the glory. So this is the um, the life history of Tirinilakanta Nayanar and that is the first name which appears in the Tiruttundar Tagai. Tillai Vaal Andanar Kvadiyar and then in that next line is Tirinilakanta Koyavanar Kadiyaar kumadiyan so Tirinilakanta Koyavanar's uh, life history is depicted here. So most in most of the cases, if you see the wife or the prostitute, a woman generally is instrumental in in you know uh, driving the man towards a path of uh, self-realization. This is something I wanted to mention at this point of time because it came to my mind. In Bhagavad Gita, the Lord says, O son of Pritha, even the low-born chandalas and those who are born in a family of unbelievers, even the prostitutes shall attain perfection of life if they take shelter of the unalloyed devotional service to me. Because in the path of devotional service, there are no impediments due to degraded birth and occupation. The path is open for everyone who agrees to follow it. It appears that prostitutes of Dwaraka, who were so eager to meet the Lord, were all his unalloyed devotees. And thus, they were all on the path of salvation, according to the above version of Bhagavad Gita. Therefore, the only reformation that is necessary in the society is to make an organized effort to turn the citizens into devotees of the Lord. And thus all the good qualities of the denizens of heaven will overtake them in their own way. On the other hand, those who are non-devotees and have no good qualifications whatsoever, however they may be materially advanced. So, difference is that the devotees of the Lord are on the path of liberation whereas the non-devotees are on the path of further entanglement in the material bondage. The criteria of advancement of civilization is whether the people are educated and advanced on the path of salvation. Text 20 Natanartaka Gandharvaha Suta Maghada Vandina Gayanti Chotama Shloka Charitanya Ad Bhutanicha Expert dramatists, artists, dancers, singers, historians, genealogists and learned speakers all gave their respective contributions being inspired by the superhuman pastimes of the Lord and thus they proceeded on and on. Text 21 Bhagavanstra Bandhunam Paurana Manuvartinam Lord Krishna, the personality of Godhead, approached them and offered due honour and respect to each and every one of the friends, relatives, citizens and all others who came to receive and welcome him. The Supreme Lord personality of Godhead is neither impersonal nor an inert object unable to reciprocate the feelings of his devotees. Hear the word Yathavidhi or just as it behooves is significant he reciprocates just as it behooves with his different types of admirers and devotees here again I want to add a point see human behavior is basically a reflection mirror reflection so whatever we want to receive from the society we should just give that to the society and then we give it get it back if it is respect we seek we have to respect others if it, lo- if it is love that we seek, we have to give it to others. So, whatever we give, we it is reciprocated. Similarly, so it is Yatha vidhi, just like how we have our bhava towards the Lord. The Lord reciprocates in the similar manner. So, He reciprocates just as it behooves with His different types of admirers and devotees. Of course, the poor devotees... Sorry, pure devotees are one type only because they have no other object of service but the Lord and therefore the Lord also reciprocates with pure devotees just as it behooves. Namely, he is always attentive to all matters of his pure devotees. There are others who designate him as impersonal and so the Lord does not take any personal interest. He satisfies everyone in terms of one's development of spiritual consciousness and a sample of such reciprocation is exhibited here with his different welcomers. The Almighty Lord greeted everyone present by bowing his head exchanging greetings embracing shaking hands looking and smiling giving assurances and awarding benedictions even to the lowest in the rank if you see this is what our ministers and uh, the other diplomats follow like you can see them exchanging greetings embracing shaking hands looking and smiling and this happens frequently when they are coming to seek votes right so it is a kind of a similar situation but what i want to make here is to receive the lord krishna There were all grades of population, beginning from Vasudeva, his father, Ugrasena, his uh, grandfather, Gargamuni, his teacher, down to prostitutes and chandalas, who were accustomed to eat dogs. But every one of them were properly greeted by the Lord in terms of rank and position. So when our politicians try to do this, it is with a vested interest. But for Lord, it is the other way around. Because that here as pure living entities all of us are separated parts and parcels of the Lord. Thus no one is alien by his eternal relation. Such pure living entities are graded differently in terms of contamination of the modes of material nature. But the Lord is equally affectionate to all his parts and parcels because all of them are his parts and parcels whether it is his father Vasudeva or a Chandala who is eating a dog meat. He is equal, everybody is equal to Lord. He descends only to recall these materialistic living beings back to his kingdom. So he is coming only to take back all of us to his kingdom. And intelligent persons take advantage of this facility offered by the personality of Godhead to all living beings. So no one is rejected by the Lord from the kingdom of God and it remains with the living being to accept it or not. Mm. Oṁ Namo Bhagavate Vāsudevāya Oṁ Namo Bhagavate Vāsudevāya Oṁ Namo Bhagavate Vāsudevāya Narāyaṇaṁ Namaskrityam Naramchaiva Narutamam Devīṁ Saraswatīṁ Vyāsaṁ Tadujaya Mudīrayet Śrīmad Bhagavatam, Canto 1 Chapter 11, Text 23 Then the Lord personally entered the city accompanied by elderly relatives and invalid brahmanas with their wives, all offering benedictions and singing the glories of the Lord. Others also praise the glories of the Lord. Text 24. Raja Margam Gate Krishne Dwaraka Kulastriyaha Harnyai Vipra Tadikshana Mahotsavaha. When Lord Krishna passed over the public roads, all the ladies from the respectable families of Dwaraka went up to the roofs of their palaces just to have a look at the Lord. They considered this to be the greatest festival. To have a look at the Lord is a great festive occasion undoubtedly as it was considered by the metropolitan ladies of Dwaraka. This is still followed by the devout ladies of India. Especially during the days of Jhulana and Janmashtami ceremonies, the ladies of India still throng up in the greatest number at the temple of the Lord where his transcendental eternal form is worshipped the transcendental form of the lord is installed in a temple is not different from the lord personally such a form of lord is called archa vigraha or archa incarnation and is expanded by the lord by his internal potency just to facilitate the devotional service of his innumerable devotees who are in spiritual sorry who are in the material world the material senses cannot Perceive the spiritual nature of the Lord and therefore Lord accepts the Archa Vigraha which is apparently made of material elements like earth, wood and stone. But actually there is no material contamination. The Lord being Kaivalya, Kaivalya means one alone. There is no other matter in him. He is one without a second and therefore the Almighty Lord can appear in any form without being contaminated by the material conception. Therefore, the festivities in the temple of the Lord as held generally are like festivals performed during the manifestive days of the Lord of Dwaraka about 5000 years ago. The authorized Acharyas, who know the science perfectly, install such temples of the Lord under regulative principles just to offer the facilities to the common man. But persons who are less intelligent without being conversant with the science mistake this great attempt to be the idol worship and poke their nose into that to which they have no access. Therefore, the ladies or men who observe festivals in the temples of the Lord, just to have a look at the transcendental form, are a thousand times more glorious than those who are non-believers in the transcendental form of the Lord. It appears from the verse that inhabitants of Dwaraka were all owners of big palaces. This indicates the prosperity of the city the ladies got up to the roofs just to have a look at the procession and the lot. The ladies did not mix with the crowd on the street and thus their respectability was perfectly observed. There was no artificial equality with the man. Female respectability is preserved more elegantly by keeping the woman separate from the man. Text 25 Nityam nirikshamananam yadapi dwarakau kasam na vitrapyantihi Drashaha shriyo dhamang achutam. the inhabitants of Dwaraka were regularly accustomed to look upon the reservoir of all beauty the infallible god yet they were never satiated text 26 shriyo nivaso Yasyoraha pana patram mukham drisham Bahavo Lokapalanam Saranganam Padambujam The Lord's chest is the abode of the Goddess of Fortune. His moon-like face is the drinking vessel for eyes which hanker after all that is beautiful. His arms are the resting places for the administrative demigods and His lotus feet are the refuge of pure devotees who never talk or sing of any subject except His Lordship. There are different classes of human beings all seeking different enjoyments from different objects. There are persons who are seeking after the favour of the Goddess of Fortune and for them the Vedic literatures give information that Lord is always served with all reverence by thousands and thousands of Goddesses of Fortune at the Chintamadi Dhamma, the transcendental abode of the Lord where the trees are all desired trees and the buildings are made of the touchstone. The Lord Govinda is engaged there in herding the Surabhi cows as his natural occupation. These goddesses of fortune can be seen automatically if we are attracted by the bodily features of the Lord. There are administrative demigods in charge of departmental service of cosmic management and there are tiny administrative gods in the state service. They are always afraid of other competitors but if they take shelter of the arms of the Lord, the Lord can protect them always from the attacks of the enemies. A faithful servant of the Lord engaged in the service of administration is the ideal executive head and can well protect the interest of the people in general. The other so-called administrators are symbols of anachronisms leading to the acute distress of the people who are governed by them. The administrators can remain safely under the protection of the arms of the Lord. The essence of everything is the Supreme Lord. He is called as the Saram and those who sing and talk about Him are called as Sarangas or the pure devotees. The pure devotees are always hankering after the lotus feet of the Lord. The devotees are satisfied with being placed at the lotus feet of the Lord and have no ambition to see His all-beautiful face or aspire for the protection of the strong arms of the Lord. They are humble by nature and Lord is always leaning towards such humble devotees. Text 27 Sitaata Patra Vyajanair Rupaskritaha Prasuna Varshair Pati Pishanga Vasa Vanamala Yabhabhau Ghano Yathar Kodupa Chapa Vaidyutaihi As the Lord passed along the public road of Dwaraka, his head was protected from the sunshine by the white umbrella. White feathered fans moved in semicircles and showers of flowers fell upon the road. His yellow garments and garlands of flowers made it appear as if a dark cloud were surrounded simultaneously by sun, moon, lightning and rainbows. TEXT 28 Ho, bihi, vavande sapta muda. After entering the house of his father, he was embraced by the mothers present, and the Lord offered His obeisances onto them by placing His head at their feet. The mothers were headed by Devaki, His real mother. It appears that Vasudeva, the father of Lord Krishna, had completely separate residential quarters where he lived with his 18 wives, out of whom Srimati Devaki is the real mother of Lord Krishna. But in spite of this, all stepmothers were equally affectionate to him, as will be evident from the following verse. Lord Krishna also did not distinguish his real mother from his stepmothers, and he equally offered his obeisances unto all the wives of Vasudeva present on the occasion. According to the scriptures, also there are seven mothers: the real mother, the wife of the spiritual master, wife of a brahmana, wife of a king, the cow, the nurse, and the earth. All of them are mothers. Even by this injunction of the Shastras, the stepmother, who is the wife of the father, is also as good as the mother because father is also one of the spiritual masters. Lord Krishna, the Lord of the Universe, plays the part of an ideal son just to teach others how to treat their stepmothers. Text 29 Taha putram ankham aaropya sneha snuta payodharaha Harsha Manaha Jair Jalaihi. The mothers, after embracing their son, sat him on their laps, and due to pure affection, the milk sprang from their breasts, and they were overwhelmed with the delight, and the tears from their eyes wetted the Lord. Text thirty. Athavishat Swabhavanam Sarva Kama Manuttamam Prasada Yatra Patrinam Sahasrani Chashodasha. Thereafter the Lord entered his palaces, which were perfect to the fullest extent. His wives lived in them, and they numbered over sixteen thousand. Lord Krishna had 16,108 wives and for each and every one of them there was a fully equipped palace complete with necessary compounds and gardens. Full description of these palaces is given in the 10th Canto. All the palaces were made of the best marble stone. They were illuminated by jewels and decorated by curtains and carpets of velvet and silk. Nicely bedecked and embroidered with gold lace. The personality of Godhead means one who is full with all power, all energy, all opulences, all beauties, all knowledge and all renunciation. Therefore, in the palaces of the Lord there was nothing wanting for fulfilling all desires of the Lord. The Lord is unlimited and therefore his desires are also unlimited and the supply is also unlimited. Everything being unlimited, it is concisely described here as Sarva Kamam or full with all desirable equipment. Text 31 Patanyaha Patiproksha Grihanupagatam Vilokya Sanjata Mano Mahotsavaha Uttastura Arat Sahasa Sanashayat Sākam Vridita The queens of the Lord Shri Krishna rejoiced within their minds to see their husband home after a long period abroad. The queens got up at once from their seats and meditations. As was socially customary, they covered their faces shyly and looked about coyly. As mentioned above, the Lord enters him His home palaces occupied by 16,108 queens. This means that Lord at once expanded himself in as many plenary expansions as there were the queens and palaces and entered in each and every one of them simultaneously and separately. Here is another manifestation of the feature of his internal potency. He can expand himself in as many forms of spiritual identity as he desires, even though he is one without a second. It is confirmed by the Sruti mantra that the Absolute is one alone and yet he becomes many as soon as he so desires. These manifold expansions of the Supreme Lord are manifested as plenary and separated portions. The separated portions are representations of his energy and the plenary portions are manifestations of his personality. Thus, the Personality of Godhead manifested Himself in 16,108 plenary expansions and simultaneously entered into each and every one of the palaces of the queens. This is called as Vaibhava or the transcendental potency of the Lord and because He can do so, He is also known as Yogeshwara. Ordinarily, a yogi or a mystic living being is able to expand himself at most to tenfold expansions of his body. But the Lord can do so to the extent of as many thousands or infinitely as he likes. Unbelievers become astonished to learn that Lord Krishna married more than 16,000 queens because they think of Lord Krishna as one of them and measure the potency of the Lord by their own limited potency. One should know therefore that Lord is never on the level of the living beings who are but expansions of his marginal potency, but one should never equalize the potent and the potency, although there is very little difference of the quality between potent and potency. The queens were also expansions of his internal potency and thus the potent and the potencies are perpetually exchanging transcendental pleasures known as the pastimes of the Lord. One should not therefore become astonished to learn that the Lord married so many wives. On the contrary, one should affirm that even if the Lord marries 16,000 million wives, He is not completely manifesting His unlimited and inexhaustible potency. He married only 16,000 wives and entered in each and every one of the different palaces just to impress in the history of the human beings on the surface of the earth that the Lord is never equal to or less than any human being, however powerful he may be. No one therefore is either equal to or greater than the Lord. The Lord is always great in all respects. God is great is the eternal truth. Therefore, as soon as the queens saw from a distance their husband, who was away from home for long periods due to the battle of Kurukshetra, they all arose from the slumber of meditation and prepared to receive their Most Beloved. Mm. Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Narayanam Namaskrityam chaiva Narottamam Devim Saraswati Vyasam Tatojaya So Shrimad Bhagavatam Canto 1 Chapter 11 Text 32 Tam Atma Jair Drishthe Antaratmana duranta bhavaha parirebhire patim niruddham apya asravat ambu netrayor vilajatinam bruhuvarya vaiklavat the insuperable ecstasy was so strong that the queens who were shy first embraced the lord in the innermost recesses of their hearts then they embraced him visually And then they send their sons to embrace him, which is equal to personal embracing. But O chief amongst the Brigus, though they try to restrain their feelings, they inadvertently shed tears. So here we are uh, seeing Lord Krishna's entrance into Dwaraka. And uh, we are talking about, we have been reading about how the queens felt when they saw Krishna after he was returning home after the battle of Kurukshetra soon as he entered the palace when the queens saw him what were their emotions so this is what we are seeing so although due to feminine shyness there were many hindrances to embracing the dear husband Shri Krishna the queens performed that act by seeing him by putting him in the course of their hearts and by sending their sons to embrace him. Text 33 Yadhyapyasau Parshava Gato Rahogata Statathapi Tasyangri Yugam Navam Navam Pade Padeka Virameta Tatpada Chalapi Yat Jahati Kahirchit. Although Lord Shri Krishna was constantly by their sides as well as exclusively alone, his feet appeared to them to be newer and newer. The goddess of fortune, although by nature always restless and moving, could not quit the Lord's feet so that the woman can be detached from those feet having once taken shelter of them. So what he is essentially trying to say here is a woman who has actually got detached and has taken the shelter under his feet can never leave the feet and this is what happened with goddess of fortune as well so the conditioned living beings are always after the favor of goddess of fortune although by nature she is moving from one place to another in the material world no one is permanently fortunate however clever one may be there have been so many big empires in different parts of the world There have been so many powerful kings all over the world and there have been so many fortunate men, but all of them have been liquidated gradually. This is the law of material nature, but spiritually it is different. According to Brahma Samhita, the Lord is served very respectfully by hundreds and thousands of goddesses of fortune and they are always in a lonely place also with the Lord. But still the association of the Lord is so inspiringly newer and newer that they cannot quit the Lord for a moment, even though they are by nature very restless and are moving about. The spiritual relation with Lord is so enlivening and resourceful that no one can leave the company of the Lord once having taken shelter of Him. The living beings are by constitution feminine by nature. The male or the enjoyer is the Lord. And all manifestations of his different potencies are feminine by nature. In Bhagavad Gita, the living beings are designated as para prakriti or the superior potency. The material elements are apara prakriti or inferior potency. Such potencies are always employed for satisfaction of the employer or the enjoyer. That is, both the superior potency and the inferior potency are to be enjoyed by the employer or the enjoyer who is the Lord. So the supreme enjoyer is the Lord himself as stated in Bhagavad Gita. The potencies therefore when engaged directly in service of the God, revive the natural color and thus there is no disparity in the relation of the potent and the potency. Generally people engaged in service are always seeking some post under the government or the supreme enjoyer of the state. Since Lord is the supreme enjoyer of everything in and outside the universe, it is happiness to be employed by Him. So once engaged in in supreme governmental service of the Lord, no living being wishes to be relieved from the engagement. So the highest perfection of human life is to seek some employment under the Lord's supreme service. That will make one extremely happy. One need not seek the moving goddesses of fortune without the relation of the Lord. TEXT 34 EVAM RIPANAM SHITIBHARA JANMANA MAKSHO hi PARI VRATATEJASAM VIDHAYA VAIRAM SHVASANO YATHANALAM MITHO VADHENO PARATO NIRAYUDHA The Lord was pacified after killing those kings who were burdensome to the earth. They were puffed up with their military strength, their horses, elephants, chariots, infantry, etc. He himself was not a party in the fight, that is Lord was not a party in the fight. But Lord simply created hostility between the powerful administrators and they fought amongst themselves. So he was like a wind which causes friction between bamboos and so sparks of fire. So as stated above, the living beings are not factual enjoyers of things which are manifested as God's creation. The Lord is the genuine proprietor and enjoyer of everything manifested in His creation. Unfortunately influenced by the deluding energy, the living being becomes the false enjoyer under the dictation by the modes of nature. And puffed up by such a false sense of becoming God, the deluded living being increases his material strength by so many activities and thus becomes a burden on the earth so much so that the earth becomes completely inhabitable by the sane. This state of affairs is called dharmasya glani and misuse of or the misuse of energy of the human being. So when such misuse of human energy is prominent, the saner living beings become perturbed by the awkward situation created by the vicious administrators who are simply burdens on the earth and the Lord appears by His internal potency just to save the saner section of the humanity and to alleviate the burden due to the earthly administrators in different parts of the world. Yada Yada Hi Dharma Sya Glanir Bhavati Bharataha Adbuttanam Adharmasya Tadatmanam Sajam Yaham ya Sadhunam Vinachaya Catushtatam Dharmasanstha Panarthaya Sambhavami Yuge Yuge, says the Lord. So this is what is explained here. He does not favor either of the unwanted administrators, but by his potential power, he creates hostility between such unwanted administrators as the air creates fire in the forest by friction of the bamboos. So the fire in the forest takes place automatically by force of the air. And similarly, the hostility between the different groups of politicians takes place by the unseen design of the Lord. The unwanted administrators puffed up by the false power and military strength thus become engaged in fighting amongst themselves over ideological conflicts and so exhaust themselves of all powers. The history of the world reflects this factual will of the God and it will continue to be enacted until the living beings are attached to the service of the Lord. In Bhagavad Gita this fact is very vividly described, it is said the deluding energy is my potency. The Lord says, the deluding energy is my potency and thus it is not possible for the dependent living beings to supersede the strength of the material boats. But those who take shelter in me, the personality of Godhead, Shri Krishna, can cross over the gigantic ocean of material energy. This means that no one can establish peace and prosperity in the world by furtive activities or by speculative philosophy or ideology. The only way is to surrender onto the Supreme Lord and thus become free from the illusions of the deluding energy. Unfortunately persons who are engaged in destructive work are unable to surrender to the personality of Godhead. They are all fools of the first order. They are the lowest of human species of life. They are robbed of their knowledge although apparently they seem to be academically educated. They are all of demonic mentality always challenging the supreme power of the Lord, and those who are very materialistic, always hankering after material power and strength, are undoubtedly fools of the first order because they have no information of the living energy, and being ignorant of that supreme spiritual science, they are absorbed in material science, which ends with the end of the material body. So they are the lowest of human beings because human life is especially meant for re-establishing the lost relation with the Lord and they miss this opportunity by being engaged in material activities. They are robbed of their knowledge because even after prolonged speculation they cannot reach to the stage of knowing the personality of Godhead, the summum bonum of everything and all of them are men of demonic principle and they suffer the consequences as did such materialistic heroes as ravana hiranyakashipu kamsa and others text 35 sa esha naraloke smin vartinah swamaya reme bhagavan prakrato yatha That Supreme Personality of Godhead Sri Krishna, out of His causeless mercy, appeared on this planet by His internal potency and enjoyed Himself amongst the competent women as if He were engaging in mundane affairs. So here we saw that Lord married and lived like a householder that is he had 16,108 wives So how one can accept a person as a supreme personality when he is living like an ordinary householder and how he can marry so many women. So this is the uh, question which comes to mind of several, several ignorant souls. So one needs to understand this properly and the purport explains it beautifully here. Yes, the Lord married and lived like a householder. And this is certainly like a mundane affair. But we, but when we learn that he married 16,108 wives and lived with them separately in each and every palace, certainly it is not mundane. Therefore, the Lord living as a householder amongst his competent wives is never mundane and his behavior with them is never to be understood as a mundane sex relation. The women who became the wives of the Lord are certainly not ordinary women because To get Lord as one's husband is the result of many, many millions of birth, tapasya, austerity. When the Lord appears on different lokas or planets or on this planet of human beings, he displays his transcendental pastimes just to attract the conditioned souls, to become his external servitors, friends, parents and lovers respectively in the transcendental world where the Lord eternally reciprocates such exchanges of service. Service is pervertedly represented in the material world and broken untimely, resulting in a sad experience. The illusion living being, conditioned by the material nature, cannot understand out of ignorance that all our relations here in the mundane world are temporary and full of inebrieties. Such relations cannot help us to be happy perpetually, But if the same relation is established with the Lord, then we are transferred to the transcendental world after leaving this material body and become eternally related with Him in the relation we desire. The women amongst whom He lived as their husband are not therefore women of this mundane world but are eternally related with Him as transcendental wives, a position which They attained by perfection of devotional service and that is their competency. So therefore, Lord is Parabrahma, the Supreme Personality of Godhead. Text 36 Uddham bhava pishunamala valguhasa vrida vakola nihato madanopiyasam sammukhya chapa majahat pramadotmasta yastendriyam vimatithum Although the queen's beautiful smiles and furtive glances were all spotless and exciting, and although they could conquer Cupid himself by making him give up his bow in frustration, and although even the tolerant Shiva could fall victim to them, still despite all their magical feats and attractions, they could not agitate the senses of the Lord and that is why he is called as Rishi Kesha because he has conquered the uh, senses. So the path of salvation or the path going back to Godhead always forbids the association of women and complete Sanatana Dharma or Varnashrama Dharma scheme forbids or restricts association with women. So how can one be accepted as a Supreme Personality of Godhead? who is addicted to more than 16,000 wives. This is what we are discussing today. So this question may be relevantly raised by inquisitive persons really anxious to know about the transcendental nature of the Supreme Lord. And to answer such questions, the sages at Naimisharanya have discussed the transcendental character of the Lord in this and in the following verses. So the Cupid's business is to invoke mundane lust the whole universe is moving, being agitated by Cupid's arrow. The activities of the world are being carried on by the central attraction of male and female. A male is searching after a mate to his liking, and female is looking after looking after a suitable male. So that is the way of material stimulus, and as soon as a male is combined with a female, the material bondage of the living being is at once tightly interlocked by sexual relation and as a result of this, both male and female's attraction for a sweet home, motherland, bodily offspring, society and friendship, accumulation of wealth, becomes the illusory field of activities and thus a false but indefatigable attraction for the temporary material existence which is full of miseries is manifested. Those who are therefore on the path of salvation for going back or going back to Godhead are especially advised by all scriptural instruction to become free from such paraphernalia of material attraction and that is possible only by the association of devotees of the Lord who are called the Mahatmas. So one has to be in the satsangam. So, Cupid however has himself captivated by grave and exciting dealings of the goddesses of fortune and he voluntarily gave up his bow and arrow in a spirit of frustration. Such was the beauty and attraction of the queens of the Lord Krishna, where the Cupid himself lost himself and he threw his, he threw his bow and arrow in frustration. But still that much of attraction of the queens of Lord Krishna also could not agitate the senses of Lord Krishna. So that is what is mentioned in the shloka. This is because the Lord is all perfect, Atma Rama, or self-sufficient. He does not require anyone's external help for his personal satisfaction. Therefore, the queens could not satisfy the Lord by their feminine attractiveness, but they satisfied him by their sincere affection and service. Only by unalloyed transcendental loving service could they satisfy the Lord, and the Lord was pleased to treat them as wives in reciprocation. Thus being satisfied by their unalloyed service only, the Lord reciprocated the service just like a devout husband, otherwise he had no business becoming the husband of so many wives. vate vasudevaaya narayanam namaskrtyam naram chaiva narutamam Devi saraswati vyasam Tatu jaya mudirayet hare krishna shrimad bhagavatam canto 1 chapter 11 text 37 tamayam manyate loko the common materialistic conditioned souls speculate that the Lord is one of them. Out of their ignorance, they think that the Lord is affected by matter, although He is unattached. The word Abu is significant here, due to ignorance only, the foolish mundane wranglers misunderstand the Supreme Lord and spread their foolish imaginations among the innocent persons by propaganda. The Supreme Lord Shri Krishna is the original, primeval personality of Godhead and when he was personally present before the eyes of everyone, he displayed full-fledged divine potency in every field of activities. He is completely independent to act however he likes but his actions are full of bliss, knowledge and eternity and only the foolish mundaners misunderstand him unaware of his eternal form of knowledge and bliss which is confirmed in Bhagavad Gita and Upanishads. His different potencies work in a perfect plan of natural sequence and doing everything by the agency of his different potencies. He remains eternally the supreme independent. When he descends on the material world by his causeless mercy to different living beings, he does so by his own potency. He is not subject to any condition of material modes of nature and he descends as he is originally. Therefore, one who considers the Lord on the level of one's limited potency is only a common man. Such a man cannot be convinced that personality of Godhead is always unaffected by the modes of the material nature. He cannot understand that the sun is always unaffected by the infectious matter. The mental speculators compare everything from the standpoint of experimental knowledge of their own selves. Thus, when Lord is found to act like an ordinary person in a matrimonial bondage, they consider him to be like one of them, without considering that Lord can at once marry 16,000 wives or more. Due to a poor fund of knowledge, they accept one side of the picture while disbelieving the other. This means that, due to ignorance, only they always think of Lord Krishna like themselves and make their own conclusions, which is absurd and unauthentic from the version of Srimad Bhagavatam. Text 38 Eta dishanamishasya prakriti sthopitadgunahi na yujjate sayartha This is the divinity of Personality of Godhead and He is not affected by the qualities of the material nature even though He is in contact with them and similarly The devotees who have taken shelter of the Lord do not become influenced by the material qualities. Just like how Lord is not affected by the material nature, His ardent devotees also get these qualities of not being influenced by the material qualities. This is what is explained in the Shloka. In the Vedas and Vedic literatures, that is Shruti and Smriti, it is affirmed that in divinity there is nothing material. He is transcendental, Nirguna only. The supreme cognizant Hari or the personality of Godhead is the supreme transcendental person situated beyond the range of material affection. These statements are also confirmed even by Acharya Shankara. One may argue that his relation with the goddess of fortune may be transcendental but what about his relation with the Yadu dynasty being born in that family or his killing of non-believers like Jarasandha or other asuras directly in contact with the modes of material nature? The answer is that the divinity of Personality of Godhead is never in contact with the qualities of the material nature in any circumstance. Actually he is in contact with such qualities because he is the ultimate source of everything and yet he is above the actions of such qualities. He is known as Yogeshwara or the master of mystic power or in words the all powerful even his learned devotees are not affected by the influence of the material modes. <laughs> Text thirty-nine Tam Meni Rebala Mudaha Srainam chanuvratam RAHA The simple and delicate woman truly thought that Lord Sri Krishna, their beloved husband, followed them and was dominated by them. They were unaware of the extent of the glories of their husband, as the atheists are unaware of him as the Supreme Controller. So even the transcendental wives of Lord Krishna did not know completely the unfathomable glories of the Lord. This ignorance is not mundane because there is some action of internal potency of the Lord in exchange of feelings between Him and His external associates. The Lord exchanges transcendental relation in five ways. As a proprietor, as a master, friend, son and lover. Let me repeat, Proprietor, Master, Friend, Son and Lover And in each of these pastimes, he plays fully by the potency of yoga maya, the internal potency. He plays exactly like an equal friend with the cowherd boys or even with friends like Arjuna. He plays exactly like a son in the presence of Yashoda. He plays exactly like a lover in the presence of cowherd damsels. And he plays exactly like a husband in the presence of the queens of Dwaraka. Such devotees of the Lord never think of the Lord as supreme but think of Him exactly as a common friend, a pet son or a lover or husband, very much dear to heart and soul. That is the relation between the Lord and His transcendental devotees who act as His devotees in the spiritual sky where there are innumerable Vaikuntha planets. So when Lord descends, He does so along with His entourage to display a complete picture of the transcendental world, where pure love and devotion for the Lord prevail without any mundane tinge of lording it over the creation of the Lord. The wives of Lord Krishna were made to forget the immeasurable glories of the Lord by the internal potency so that there might not be any flaw of exchange and they took it for granted that Lord was a henpecked husband, always following them in lonely places. In other words, even the personal associates of the Lord do not know him perfectly well. So what do the thesis writers or the mental speculators know about the transcendental glories of the Lord? The Lord can be known only by the mercy of the Lord. That is, avantal vanangi The Lord can be known only by the mercy of the Lord Himself and by no other means. But since the dealings of the Lord with His wives are based on pure transcendental love and devotion, the wives are all on the transcendental plane without material contamination. Thus, we end the 1st Canto, 11th Chapter of Srimad Bhagavatam entitled Lord Krishna's Entrance into Dwaraka. Hare Krishna!